following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. You're listening to Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast on the BICBP Radio Network with your hosts, EZD Derek Jaws, D-Wave Taylor Sekaterski, Big Diesel Nick Yelich, Bold Claim Ben Yelich, and Austin Kelm, the Stat Man. Do you like great food, good drinks, and some of the best bar life in Western New York? Then head out to the Union Pub downtown or the Transit Music Lounge in Depew. Looking for a great place to go on game day? The Union Pub offers game day specials for every Bills game as well as a great place to stop before and after every Sabres home game. They also offer beer buckets, wing specials, and more. Do you stick more to the burbs? Are you a music lover? Then check out the Transit Music Lounge offering live music every Friday and Saturday with some of the biggest names in the Buffalo music scene. Hit them up on Taco Tuesday or check out Burger Thursdays for the best burgers in Western New York. Both locations offer some of the best food you've ever had and a great sports and music bar atmosphere. And now they offer catering for the holidays too. For the most up-to-date news on the Union Pub and the Transit Music Lounge, find them on Facebook and never miss a beat. That's the Union Pub located at 38 Swan Street across from the ballpark and the Transit Music Lounge at 4723 Transit Road in Depew. Stop out, have a drink, and enjoy some great food today. The Transit Music Lounge and the Union Pub are proud sponsors of Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast. What? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats. I am EZD, and I'm here with you guys today with the Stat Man, bringing it back. It's been a few weeks since we got an episode in. Uh, I was sick, and the world has been busy as all hell. So, uh, Stat Man, what's going on, buddy? Hey, buddy. How are you? It's uh, been a little while. I am feeling better. I'll tell you that much. I was not doing well. Uh, after that Monday night game for a multitude of reasons, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> good, to, good to be back. Good to be back doing it. Um, the price we pay for fandom, right? I mean, that's, well, the... you know, and that's the shitty part about being in Buffalo. Like I, I was kind of fighting something prior to going to the game and then being out in the 50 mile an hour whipping whirling winds, uh, didn't do any good for me. So, uh, he might be generous. Yeah. <laughs> you, you might've actually lowballed 50 mile an hour gale force winds for that no game. Kidding. You know, and it, that was one of those situations that the wind wasn't dangerous uh, because it was blowing. It's what the wind was blowing. You're right. right. So, um, <laughs> straw wrapper would kill you at that point. Yeah, no kidding. What what happened to what happened to EZD? A straw just went through his forehead. It was weird. Yeah, right. At Eighty miles an hour. It's deadly. Yeah, we uh, we <laughs> we ended up breaking one of our canopies at the tailgate. Oh, naturally, I'm surprised that they weren't just rolling through the parking lots. Oh, they were. Uh, like, like anything else, just. Um, beer cans and canopy tents flying to the parking lots. I, I can tell you, we even, we even tried getting a little double extra diesel with our setup. Uh, we had some ratchet straps. Um, oh, that is a good idea. That's all right. Yeah. So we stay, we staked down the four, uh, the four corners and then the direction the wind was blowing, we put a ratchet strap on each corner and in the middle and it didn't matter, man. It blew the damn thing right in. Um, <laughs> like it, it, it bent the, uh, like it was one of those things where like the stuff in the ground didn't move, but the canopy still did somehow and like bent stuff. It was all jacked up. So we, we ended up taking it down and having to tough it out without any, uh, any overhead cover, but it was okay. We ended up uh, like trying to block the wind with the trailers, the way we had things set up and it was okay. Um, you know, it was, but when we got inside, that was when the wind was just beating you down the whole time. And it was an interesting day, interesting day at the, at the ballpark. You know what? And, and it really, this is a totally random thing, but I, I saw this from somebody. I, it was probably a, a Facebook thing, but I actually thought it was kind of ingenious that they put, uh, they took a tarp, a very long tarp, 
and backed two trucks up, not totally touching each other, but obviously near each other. And then just put the tarps over the back of the trucks and then closed it in the rear doors. Oh, and because they were pinched in both rear doors, you kind of like created uh, uh, whatever sure. a six to eight foot tarp over your heads. Yeah. And then you, they had everything like on the bed of the trucks, totally dry. And you were, they were walking in the in-between space between the two trucks. So, I mean, that required a long tarp, but I mean, I was like, Oh, I don't care. Yeah. What a great investment at that point. Yeah. It, that, and that would be awesome. Like, and that would actually wouldn't be terrible as far as like our normal setup goes. We had, uh, we had about 25, 30 people at the tailgate this week, which was, or that week, which was far larger than normal, but, uh, right. That would have been a little, little tight, but you know, it was, we may do, um, and then we may do with whatever the hell that game was <laughs> never. If you, if you, if you'd have told me that the starting quarterback threw the ball three times and we lost, I'd be like, what? And no, then that, that's unbelievable. That's so classic Bill Belichick though, too. I mean, that's, it's, it's, it's whatever. And people go, well, you know, who that's an anomaly. It's a weird thing. I'm like, all right, but you knew it was going to happen, right? Like that's the thing that kind of blows my mind about the bills. Now a few times this season, we played the Colts. Everybody and their mother knew that Jonathan Taylor was going to run the football. Do you know what I mean? And then we still didn't stop it. Right. And then we played the Pats in gale force winds. We knew passing the ball was going to be very difficult. And everyone knew that they were going to run the ball. And we still couldn't stop it. Uh, you know what I mean? I just don't. And you know, like the the Colts game to me that matters more because we knew they were going to run, and Jonathan Taylor ran for five touchdowns on us, like right. just rammed it down our throat. Now, to be fair, our the guy that were the guy whose sole purpose and paycheck is helping us stop the run was out. Our starting middle linebacker was out, um, and that and that's a big deal when you face the run. On the other end, with the Patriots. Um, all we had to do was help ourselves a little bit. Like, you know, that, that one long run was tough. Um, but at the same token, there were, I mean, there was a touchdown drop in the end zone. There were four or five other drops otherwise. And um, we proved last week that we can run the football. Um, we just have to do it a off of our, uh, off of our passing attack. And we got to be a little bit more creative with the design. Uh, I watched that game where I'm watching my, my quarterback drop back, do a straight handoff, and we're trying to just run between the guards. And he's running into my guards, and I'm just like, "What are we doing here?" I, I said the exact same thing. And I listen. I am not a proponent. I am not a fan of all the design QB runs because I think we're, we're going to get him hurt. Um, Josh Allen's going to go down with an injury. I don't want that to happen. I, I think I don't want him to go the route of Cam Newton, where he had five or six unbelievable years, and then at 30, he's done. And that's right. like the end of your career because he's been hit a thousand times. Right. I don't want that for Josh Allen. I want him to be Aaron Rodgers replaced till he's 39. You know what I mean? Agreed. He can still go out there and sling it. What blows my mind is that this would have been one game that I would have been totally fine with some jet sweeps, some end arounds, some QB runs, just do some design things to spread people out and then have our essentially best running back, our quarterback, run the football. Nothing. Right. Not even once, not even once. I, Allen ran one time, like late in the fourth quarter, and it's because he saw something and just took off. Yeah, you know I mean, not because it was designed that way. Yeah, and he, was, he, and he got like a twenty-yard gain. It was our our longest run play of the day. It was the immediate <laughs> pressure. Way. Like he caught the snap, looked, went, oh, there's going to be pressure coming, and vacated early and got out. Well, yeah. right. It was like June. They were setting the edge pretty well that whole game, 
Yeah, and for whatever was- reason, Judon got way wide. Like you, like he was going after him, and Allen went, "Oh, thank you," and then took right. off for twenty yards. Like he forgot they were supposed to be setting the edge, like they were for the first three and a half quarters. Right. And that well, brain like, fart gave us a twenty yard gain. You know, just just spreading the ball out a little bit, like just you know more more stretch plays. You know, pit, quick pitches to the outside. I mean, we we watched three seasons of you know, a guy like McKenzie in motion. And then that little quick shovel pass where he catches the ball and turns a corner and catch it's catch me. If he can, you know who you don't, you don't have to really worry about run blocking in those plays. Your guards. Where's our right. softest play been this year? Our guards. Like, you know, when is Mitch Morris, the most, most effective in, a, in the run game when he, he snaps the ball and pulls as a lead blocker. Somehow he the simple answer is never <laughs> like he mauls people downfield. But when his job is to snap and like stand up against some of your bigger, better interior defensive linemen, he struggles. And I, you know, I think a lot of that is the guys playing next to him aren't that great. But I mean, like you know that, like that's not that's not a secret. So here we are, just running the ball into the back of our three interior offensive linemen, and going, what are we doing? I don't know. I, I don't know which I'm more concerned with. I don't know if I, I'm, and I'm, and I'm not concerned about our inability to run the ball because we can we can run the ball we've shown it and even at the end of that game we got Singletary going we got Breda going Singletary finished with like like 40 or 50 yards on like four runs he had like 12 yards per carry because we opened the game up the way we did last year I'm more concerned with this pounding our head against the walls to prove we can run the football and then oh fuck we're down by four scores like, it's. It, I think our, our offensive line has been way, way worse than anybody anticipated. I, I think when Spencer Brown is your best offensive lineman as a rookie, uh, I think that's a problem. You gave Dawkins all this money. He hasn't been good. You made Mitch Morris the highest paid center in all of football. He is bottom 10 in centers in the league. He's really not. And that's when he's not concussed and not having other issues with his health. Um, it's just not great. Daryl right. Williams, like he had, he had the – the, the season of his life, uh, you know what I mean, last season, and we gave him that nice contract extension, and it's, hey, you've been so bad, we're going to try and move you to right guard and see if that makes you any better. Uh, how awful. Now I get that you have to do what you have to do with the salary cap and make decisions and based on what you have in front of you. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, and, so and, like, and last year, nobody nobody balked at that contract with Williams because he was so good. Right. We thought it was a bargain. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that was That's what it was, but – um, and he's not, and they he really, do, really have not been good. He doesn't do bad at guard. But again, we're also like th- th- this to me is that idea of running a scheme that we're not built to run. Like, and, and this has been my issue with Dable all year is he, j- it seems like he just has this idea of who he wants us to be personnel be damned. Right. Like, you know, we, we don't have that run blocking mauling offensive line, but that's the type of running place he wants to run this year. Right. It's almost like he just sat on Facebook and watched all these people clamor for a running game and went, we can do that. Well, what the hell did we just build for the last three years, bud? Like, and, and I mean, all, all it would you take. have to run at least a little bit though. Yes. You mean, which would you not, not, and not to jump ahead, but that was kind of my issue with the bucks game that we didn't run the ball. Not even one time with no, no handoffs in the first half. Like seriously, not, not one. If they know you're going to drop back and pass every time they're just going to defend it which is probably the reason we were down three touchdowns at the half. At some point you have to, even if they stop it, you have to show them that you're willing to at least try and run the ball. It's like literally football one-on-one. 
And I don't understand how professional coaches are like, nah, we're just not going to hand it off the entire first half. Uh, that blew my mind. Well, and 30 I, years and nobody's ever done that. I, I think it, it was honestly the fact that you look at Tampa Bay and they struggle against the pass. If there's a weak point in their game, it's against the aerial attack. And that's supposed to be the strong point of our offense. But again, it, it wasn't the same style of offense. And you saw, like, to jump ahead to the Tampa Bay game, you saw, all right, real quick, that, like, all it would have taken in the New England game is for the Bills to get a lead. And you would have seen Belichick's master plan go, oh, fuck. He showed you he doesn't trust Mac Jones to throw in, in that weather. So now you get a lead, he's going to have to. So we shot ourselves in the foot there. It wasn't a master plan. We beat ourselves. And we go, oh, the master plan was let us beat ourselves. That's never a plan. That, that is never a coaching plan is we're going to let them screw up enough that we can win. No, that's not game planning. That's I'm going to do this and then I'll figure out what I have to do if it doesn't work. And it just so happened that we shot ourselves in the foot enough with drops and everything else that it did. I, I might still, I mean, I understand that's not the game plan, but I would also argue that that is Bill Belichick 101 as well. That if you're planning on him making mistakes or them being unprepared or part of your game plan is, hey, we're just going to do this and then we're going to make them. No, no, that's not how Bill rolls. That's not how he's ever rolled. That's why he's got seven Super Bowls. That's why. I mean, that's that's in a nutshell. They are not going to make mistakes. They are incredibly well coached. And you are correct. We did shoot ourselves in the foot. And not to say that, you know, that was Bill <laughs> Belichick's master plan. But I, I would say that he probably looked at this team and said, hey, listen, um, we're going to go out there and do Patriot things. We're going to be consistent. Um, the Bills this season are statistically the most inconsistent team in NFL history. A hundred years of football, and no one has been as inconsistent statistically as the Bills have been this season, which, again, blows my mind. Offensively. That, right. That, that all you have to do is, hey, listen, we're going to run the ball, and they're going to be so inconsistent that we're going to win, that if we go out there and just do our thing, we're going to get a W, and that is exactly what had happened. We can blame drop passes, uh, the wind, whatever. Go out, give me the, be the same guy every day. That you and I, as youth coaches, I, I, we've said, I've said this a million times. Be the same guy every day. I don't need you to be a superstar and then have the wagon wheels fall off the next day. I like just go out there and be the same guy every day, and that's all we need the Bills to do. And we are incapable of doing that. Like we just cannot figure that out. And then who's to blame is, I don't know. It's anybody's guess, I guess. No, I, I agree with you, but like, I mean, my, my point was, I don't think Belichick said our only game plan here is we're going to run the ball 50 times because the bills are going to, uh, the bills are going to lose. The bills are going to lose because of themselves. Like, I don't think that was the plan. So this master plan for the fucking like that, everyone like, Oh, Bill Belichick, he's a fucking genius. Like, I don't think so. I think he went out and said like, we're going to do this till they stop us. And by the time we started stopping them, we didn't do enough to take a lead, and it was just it was okay. It was fine. We stopped them. When 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 did we do that? When when, they, when did I scored fourteen points? Fourteen on points. Two hundred and forty rushing yards. Yards we didn't don't win stop them. Game. Yards and, do not uh, win football games. There have it been did, games to, it that, did during that game. It did. No, <laughs> they, no. They won. Fourteen points to ten won that football game. John Madden. We make fun of him for it all the time. The team that scores the most points is gonna win the game. I have watched Dak Prescott throw for damn near five hundred yards and lose. Yards don't win games. They don't. It's not fantasy football. Two two hundred and fifty yards to the ground. Fourteen points. Fourteen points. We, and we, we and we, we and we left about ten on the field. We if lost not. to a team who only threw the ball three times. That and is that one of the I, most embarrassing things I've ever heard of in my entire life. That's that, 
horrendous. It's real I, bad. I, I don't disagree with you, but that's not a super evil genius plan by Bill Belichick. I mean, so you're just in the proponent of, of Sean McDermott here, that we're not going to give Bill Belichick any credit for that win. I Because I think we were completely and totally outcoached. I think we are outcoached regularly. I think most games this season, wins and losses, we are regularly outcoached. Because McDermott, to your point, does not make any adjustments. That you're, you, you said that about Belichick. He was going to go out there and we we're going to do this until they stop us, and then maybe we'll make an adjustment. We don't ever make adjustments. We do the same, and this has been McDermott's thing for a, a couple of years now. We do the same exact thing in the second half that we do in the first half. I see, and I and don't sometimes agree with that. Do, oh my god, do we never make adjustments? Running the ball up the gut, like so. At what point do like do we do anything any different that we just go oh they like, work great? We we stop them, we stop them, we stop them, and then like so like to to quote Belichick here, like even if something's working for us in the first half, we change it up in the second half. Because they will have spent their half trying to adjust to what we did in the first half. Um, and now it's a chess match, and I've already changed it up. So you spent your time game planning for something that we weren't going to do in the second half anyways. And at the you same know what token, I mean? At the same token, uh, Peyton Manning's been quoted as saying, like, halftime adjustments don't happen. There's not enough time. There's just not. You That, that 15 minutes, that ha- part of which is spent leaving the field, and the other half is, part is spent coming back to the field and getting loose again, half to, like full tilt halftime adjustments don't happen. So, no. so I would argue for, for players, no. But from a scheme and play calling set standpoint, 100% they do. I mean, I that would he, agree. That he was would joking that, that like, they don't changes. sit down and like, like all these, you know, these I would, halftime. I would agree that, like, that there are seeing, some like, changes. Football movies. But I mean, I, I've, also seen, I've also seen our coaching staff where our defense isn't getting it done. And McDermott basically tells Frazier to go sit the fuck down. Like, no, sit down. I got this. And he takes over play calling. That's an adjustment. Um, I'll agree with you that his, his time management stuff is awful. Um, you know, wait, wasting challenges. Like if, we talked about it when he challenged the spot on the, uh, on the QB sneak. And he said, oh, we thought we had something. You don't challenge a spot unless you know, like a spot challenge is the dumbest challenge on the planet. Unless it's, unless you're going to talk about the fact the next day that like, well, they challenged the spot and they got it. Or this was one of the f- worst reviews in the history of NFL because it was blatant and they missed it. Like those are the two things that should happen on a spot challenge. And we challenged one. We lost the timeout and it cost us. Oh uh, yeah, stuff like that. You know, w- wasting timeouts for no damn reason. Um, you know, like it, like middle of the middle of the third quarter, all of a sudden we're calling timeout because it looked like we didn't get a play in in time. And some of that confuses me because I've I've been paying attention to the to the clock. Um, a little bit more this year, the, the, the play clock that I have in the past. And I'm like, there are times I watch, you know, other quarterbacks go into the huddle and all of a sudden the play clock, which is at 15 resets, they call their play. And all of a sudden they're at the line with 20 seconds left. And I'm like, and then I watch like Josh comes into the huddle and it's at 15 and they like, and they break and all of a sudden they're coming to, to the, you know, to the huddle at eight. And I'm like, how does that work? Like, I don't understand the clock rules in the NFL, apparently. I, I think it's it's what we're seeing on the TV is different than what the actual like there's there's like a master clock on it. Like somebody I, in the booth I've seen it, has, I've seen has it. like a clock on it. You know what I mean? No, I've seen it at the stadium, like live in games too. Like I've seen it at home games where I'm not watching. But, but even but I'm saying like the, the guy, the statisticians and the people controlling and running the game in the booth have an actual clock. And if somebody forgot to update it on TV for 10 seconds, you're going like, whoa, 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 why did that clock reset? It was supposed to be that way. It was de- delayed by human error going but, but to again, TV. 
then then explain why I'm seeing it live at a game, like in the stadium. Be, because there's still human error. If I have okay. a stopwatch in my hand and I'm paying attention to it and I but, go, oh, I have to update the scoreboard at the Bill Stadium. The, and referee, 10 seconds the referees don't use the stopwatch. They use the clock on the wall because that's how you call a delay game. You're staring at the clock. And when you're staring at the clock, you see the clock hit double zeros. You look down. And if the ball hasn't moved, you throw the flag. They talk when, about it when every to, when single to, week. When to start that clock on the wall is a human thing. It's not just a Correct, cycling 30-second clock that, but that, that is goes still, over and over and over again. That's not what that is. That is still controlled by the referees. So, I don't think – no, I don't think the referees do that. That's that, why he goes – Mr. That's why he goes, oh, wind the clock on my account. That's why they come out and go, hey, we're going to – on the whistle, right. we're going to do this. But like, they, Mr. They, clock they, operator, they don't can put, we do they this? Don't like, put stop, they don't push stop and start, but they're the ones that blow it in. They're the ones that do this move to to reset it. Uh, if it's running and when it shouldn't be, they're the ones right. like they, they're the ones that do all that. Like it's just a guy right. that start, stop, that's, reset, that's start, my stop, point. Reset. That's, that's, that's human error. That's, that's him, them relaying it on the field to the guy in the booth. It's exactly what I just said that you right. might but just my, be so, seeing a delay so, in that process. So my, like my point is why is it that I'm watching it for other teams that they get to come in huddle while they're in the huddle it resets and they get more time. And other times like it, it is and, and the question I'm asking is, is that a thing that we're just so inept in getting plays in that we're always behind the play clock or is there more to this? Because, and, and that's what I mean. I mean, so, so your argument because, is, so your, your two arguments are either we're inept at it or there's a massive clock conspiracy in the NFL. Like those, those no, are the two. No, that's I'm the not thing, saying then, there's a massive we're just clock inept conspiracy. At it, then we're just idiots. Like, well, because you're saying why does it happen, happen for some it, teams but not happen to other us? I, I'm so, saying well, it happens to us more than it happens to any other team that we've played. Like, it, it happens to us more than any other team that like, when we're playing. Because I don't pay attention to it when we're not playing. Like if I'm watching the Chiefs and the Chargers, I'm not staring at the play clock. I'm I do that when I when when the, when the Bills play because I I'm dissecting the game, right? So why am I seeing this whole thing where every single time I'm like. Shit, we are flirting with the lay of games all damn day. So I think that goes back to what I just said that we are constantly out coached by other teams. Which it, that is our staff, that is our preparation, that is what we do. And which I, is I generally like McDermott. what I was saying. I, like that's I what do, I was trying but, to say was that I like I agree with like clock management, bad uses of timeouts, bad challenges, um, horrid decisions of when to go for it and when to punt. Um you know, four years ago when when Josh was a rookie and we didn't have this high-powered offense and you played the field position game, sure, we have the best defense in the damn league. Still, despite the fact that we're, what, seven and six, we still have the best defense in the league. Statistically, top to bottom, number one. And you're going to say, uh, we're going to play the field position game. Why? Keep your, uh, you, you can't, we, I just said it, yards don't win football games. You cannot win if you do not score enough points. Well, and, and, I, and I would argue that our, our top defense isn't really a top defense that, I mean, that you, we look at the stats and you know, statistically we're the top defense. We've beaten one team with a winning record. Okay, great. So we beat Miami. We beat Houston. Everyone's beaten Houston at, at the beginning of the season. Everyone was beating Miami. Now all of a sudden they're on like a seven game winning streak. And we are very, very dangerously close to finishing third in the division and not making the playoffs because Miami is on a tear right now and we can't seem to figure out who we are as a football team. Uh, Miami is not finishing ahead of us. Uh, we are there. There's no shot here that they finish ahead. Uh, they're going to, they're going to beat the jets this week, but then they have the saints, the Titans and the dolphins uh, or the Patriots. Sorry. 
the Titans and the Dolphins, or the Titans and the Patriots are going to beat them, and they, they might even lose to the Saints. I, I have no faith in Saints without a quarterback, but regardless, um, that, that that we're not finishing in third in the division. We're making the playoffs. It's going mean, to be fine. It sounds like that's a lot of positivity. I didn't think we'd lose to Jacksonville, and we lost. I didn't think we'd lose to two rookie quarterbacks in the same season, and that's happened. There are a whole slew of things that if you asked me this preseason, I'd go, there's no shot we lose to a rookie quarterback in the Jaguars who went 1-16 last year. There is no shot that we're going to lose that game. Oh, I mean, oh, oh, we lost? Oh, we lost. Okay. Was, I was, 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 there, was there any shot that the Bucks lost to an NFC East team, let alone not the Cowboys? But they did. They also lost to the Saints. Teams lose. It happens. You're not going to win every single game. What no, but is how the, you're playing the good ones, game. the good ones beat the teams that they're supposed to. And that goes to our wildly in, statistically inconsistent team that we and, demolish but, 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 Houston, but, 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 but then lose the to Jacksonville. To. Are, are the Bucs not supposed to beat the Washington football team? Are they not supposed to beat them? The football team sucks. I think they forgot that Washington had like the number one ranked defense last yeah. year. That, that Montez Sweat and Chase Young. And that was last year. They don't have that defense. This year we do. They, That's my they point. are they are now, and I would are we are nowhere even close to Washington's defense. Not even a little. I would take their defense last year 100 times out of hundred over our defense this year. We don't have edge rushers like they do. I don't think our linebackers they don't are have as edge good rushers. They don't. I, Montez Sweat and Chase Young. I would take Chase those Young's two been guys. out for four weeks. He didn't play against them. He didn't I, play I, against the Bucks. I I said that last year. I would say you said that that's our defense this year. You're comparing last year, 2020 Washington defense to our defense this year. It is apples and oranges. They are not close. Washington's defense was unbelievable last year. Our defense is not. It is suspect at best. Okay, with so, with Dayron Payne and Allen and Montez Sweat and Chase Young and Cole, like Cole Holcomb, like they are, they have a good. They were. Defense. They were. They are not. Stop. Correct. Because they they're not. Correct. So, That's so, fine. They're they're very injured right now. Um, we are totally healthy, and we still can't do it. I I don't know what you're saying. We can't do our defense is number one, and it's not close. Yardage Bills three thousand seven hundred fifty six yards. The next team thirty eight oh nine. The next team forty thirty. Which goes to inconsistency that you shut out Miami and shut out Houston, but then let the Colts hang seven touchdowns on you. That's the difference. The Baltimore, the 2000 Baltimore Ravens defense, like they didn't allow, they allowed like 180 points the whole season. They averaged like 8.4 points against them for a whole entire year. We averaged zero and then give up 50 and then give up zero and then give up 35 and then give up seven, and then give up 41. Like, it's just, that's the wildly inconsistent. And you're seeing the numbers reflect our number quotes, number one defense, if, and then what? I mean, if Carolina, if like, I don't know, Cam Newton comes out and puts up 28 on our number one, are we a number one defense? Because they shouldn't score any points on us at all. We should blank Carolina. uh, I mean, let's talk about this. We gave up 16, 0, 21, 0, 20, 34, 11, 9, 17, 41, 6, 14, and 33. There's two numbers over 20 there. What wildly okay, inconsistent but, defense are you talking but, about? But, but, you, but you see you see what you just read there. 0, 20, 0, 38, 0, 41. It's exactly what I just said. 
I, I mean, what part of inconsistent? Like some days they allow three, four touchdowns and some days they're unbelievable. And again, they've only beaten one team with a winning record. That's awful. That's not a Super Bowl contender. You're beating losing but, but first, teams. First off, you can't help who you play. So it's not like we're loaded with, with like, Agreed. So, so, so we only beat teams with losing records and, but like, if but we we're seven Jags, and six, if we, but if we beat the Jags, that doesn't change. If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, but, then but, we'd all have a Merry Christmas, but that's not it though. We lost but, to the Jags. But again, that's, if, if we, if we beat the Jags, that doesn't change. Right. So there's, there's, if we beat the Steelers, that doesn't change. I, I, we need what, to what do you the want them to that do we need here? To be, what do you I want, want them, them to do here? I want them to be better. I want them to be more consistent. You want them to be better than the best in the league right now. Because they are. They are the best defense in the league. So it's funny to me that you say that like stats and numbers don't win football games and then do nothing but quote stats when it fits your narrative. When I'm just saying that if you're the number one defense in the league, you do not give up five touchdowns to Jonathan Taylor. That plain and simple. Just period. Okay. Period. So so I would argue then that the wildly inconsistent side of it is that those high ends – are are the outlier? How many t- how many how many passing touchdowns the Bills give up this year? When we are a sieve in the running game, why would anybody pass against us ever when they can run the how, ball down our throats at will? How many touchdowns have we given up? How many how many rushing touchdowns? Have answer the question up? first. I'll get there. I, I don't, I don't know. Go ahead. No, give, give me the stats. Go ahead. I don't have it right Ten. in front of me. I'm not going to Google it because you already have it in front of you. Ten. Who's the next closest team? Because we're number one, by the way. Who's the next closest team? In defense, I don't know. Probably, I don't know. The Saints have a decent defense. Uh, it might be something stupid like Cincinnati or something like that. Too, uh, I don't know. It's LA, and the number's fourteen. Okay, so so four touchdowns over fourteen weeks. So one touchdown every four games. And let's see. All right, I mean, f- fine. <laughs> it's not like we were at ten. And the next team's at twenty six. Ten and fourteen is basically right next to each other. Rushing touchdowns is 14. We've given up. Uh, the Patriots lead that with six. The Broncos with seven. Colts and Cardinals, eight. And then the football team, nine, with the Packers and the Bucks. Then the Giants. So, and so we're, very we're, middle, we're, of the, middle of the road. With we're actually near the bottom of this one. Uh, the right. top is the Jets at 24. Texans which is always... Which is always going to be the case. If you are very, very, not very, very, if you are weaker in one area, you're obviously going to be stronger in another. Of course, we have a great passing defense. Why would somebody get into a shootout with us when they can just run the ball down our throats? There's no point in them passing. Why did we not bother to run against Tampa? Because Tampa has the number one run defense in football. So we just threw it constantly because that's their weakness. That doesn't mean that Tampa has a bad defense. That just means they're See, but, really good against the did, run, but they're not great against the pass. We didn't not run against them. We we ran for almost 200 yards against them. In Tampa? Yes. Oh, well, Allen having 130 of it. It yeah. doesn't matter no. who we did. It was designed mm. that way. It was designed that way. I'm sorry. You can't tell me that it, it, it like you, you know, it's just not designed like that. Like, no, that's not how that works. If you I mean, design I, I would to argue run the ball. Your ad living as a quarterback run is different than actually. Then Lamar Jackson is garbage. Then Lamar Jackson is pure garbage and should not be a quarterback in the NFL. Because uh, that's the, game, more than half his game is rushing. And he worked okay. Like an MVP. But your, your point is that, oh, those are design runs. No, no. Those are Lamar Jackson ad libbing in the moment and taking off. No, and the, he is no, so ungodly athletic that he no, does things not. that we've never seen before. They so, design runs for him. All the time. The okay, Bills but it's for his, Allen, and we ran for almost 200 yards prowess. against the best rushing defense in the NFL. His his ad libbing 
is what makes it special. The threat of being able to take off and at any given time, at any given moment, that surprise factor is different than handing it off and them stuffing you. It's different. It's not the same thing. You're trying to equate quarterback rushes to running back rushes. They are not the same thing. Never Why? have been. Why? Never will. Why are they not the same thing? Because if I'm planning for a pass and I've got corners and small safeties out there and the quarterback takes off running, that's different than stacking the box with heavy linebackers and defensive linemen and stuffing your running back. One okay, of those is a game but, of inches between the lines. The other one is, oh, I spread everybody out and took off. Okay. How do you but, not get You're a football player. How, yes, how do I do. And I do understand things? that. But when I am calling designed runs, I don't care who's running the ball. Why does it matter? Like, so, so it's, is it different if, you know, so do, do Cordell Patterson's rushes hit different than, um, I don't know, Jonathan Taylor's? Because Cordell Patterson's a wide receiver. He shouldn't be back. And it's different when he's back there because they're also worried about him catching the ball to the backfield. If he, and was, things. if he was only running end arounds and jet sweeps, that would be fine. They literally line him up at tailback and hand him the football in a traditional okay. running and, style. And they, they line Josh Allen in, in a shotgun and run power football with him. It's not, it's not any different. Okay, but why is it different? Why is it different if he takes the snap and pitches it to a running back who then has three people pulling and lead blocking for him as opposed to him catching a snap and having those same three people lead blocking for him on the same exact power play? Why is it different? You're arguing that every single time we run the ball, it's designed, and that's not factually true. Our longest run against the Pats were him. We just talked about Judon getting upfield, him seeing an opening and taking off. That was not designed. He saw an opening, he ad-libbed, and he took off. That's my point. That's okay. different than running the ball and having them be prepared for it. That I surprise factor is a big deal. I don't disagree with you, but that's not what happened against Tampa. It sounds like that's what you're disagreeing. So he did not have 130 yards rushing on he had 109. All, all, all designed runs. No, I would that say there are times that he took off and when nothing was open and he scrambled and made something out of nothing. I would say he probably had closer to 80 on designed runs. But again, Devin Singletary had 52 yards. 13 I mean, yards a carry. On okay, four on, rushes. He, he had, right, he had four, because, four rushes. Because our design worked. What we planned I mean, to do and what we did to an unbelievably successful margin last year which was throw the ball first, throw the ball often, and then gas you with the run. Not wear you down, not run it down your throat, gas you. Gashing people is that 7 to 15-yard shot, 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 dawn. And that's what we did with Devin Singletary. I, I wouldn't say that we ran the ball effectively last year at all outside of Josh Allen. That would not be my argument. And that everybody was clamoring for running back in the first round because we we ran the ball so effectively that everybody was like, "Hey, we need to fix the line. We need to draft the running back." We did. We were so good last year running the ball that everybody wanted a running back. Nowhere, nowhere did I say that we were so good at running the football. I said it's how we did run the football last year. Was it? We were a pass first team, which opened up any rushing attack we did have, be it with Allen or anyone else. That's which what is I fine. Said. And but apparently it's not because that's not what people are looking for because we did it. We had success with it. Granted, we didn't end up getting the win at the end of the day, but in a half of football, we looked like ourselves and everyone loved it. And that's what people are hoping for, for the end of the year. And all of a sudden you're talking about the the second half or the first half, because the first half was, was God awful horrendous. Oh, no, blown out by three touchdowns is not good. the, the, The first half is absolutely what I'm talking about. Come on, man. Yes. I'm talking about the second half. 
Like the second half of football, people are looking like this is what we need to look like. It's what we should have looked like for, I don't know, 14 weeks. But for some reason, this idea of we need to pound the rock into the back of our tackles and inside is is just in Dable's brain for no damn reason. Again, we are wildly and the most statistically inconsistent team in NFL history. That's I said it every many times. Yes. Offensively, we are wildly inconsistent. No, and I think it defensively we're wildly. It, it is it is a team rating. It is not offensively. That standard deviation of consistency is not based on offense only. It is a full team dynamic that as a team, we are wildly inconsistent. That some days we allow 20 rushing yards and we're unbelievable. And then the next one, we give up five touchdowns to Taylor. Like, that's my point, that we are wildly inconsistent. Most teams just stay, I don't know, you allow between 65 and 85 rushing yards. Oh, and one day they had 100, and the next day when they had 60, and the averages stay about the same. For us, it's not. It is way low or way high. Like, I didn't make, I don't, I don't want the statistic. I don't want to make the statistic true, but like, that's not, that's not my job. I'm not a statistician. People are just saying, based on stats, we are wildly inconsistent one of the most inconsistent teams in nfl history I, i'm sorry i like, <laughs> i don't know what to tell I, you that, that's statisticians i agree, I, agree to have with, that math. I agree with you from an offensive standpoint and the offensive side of it has to weigh that in such a way that it's insane because again you're not the only like i were the only thing that we're not in the top five in defensively as i have it sitting, sitting here in front of me is rushing touchdowns even yardage were it's not anything like points against we're third. Well, right. But like three, three shutouts against lousy teams will do that to you. That's my uh, point that they, they've got some, some great unbelievable games where they were fantastic bringing all their averages down into that elite status. And then there are other times that we just get pushed around what and Edmonds misses blocks and tech two twice. Well, sorry, really, only one and a half. Realistically, one and a half oh, times that's been the case. We're 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 just going to agree to disagree on this one because okay. we have just so, been consistently losing games, and we always lose so, when somebody runs the ball well against us, and that so, happens so, routinely. Okay, so uh, who who are the teams that we've been incredibly inconsistent against? Who uh, because there's you there's you there's ran a, through all the numbers of 11, 20, 0, 41. Like you okay. ran all okay. those I'm, numbers. I'm sorry. Like that in, was the- in modern NFL, 20 is shit. 20 points doesn't win you a football game in this NFL. It it should because uh Jacksonville beat us what like 16 to like nine or something like that. I mean, they didn't uh, score 20, was, we still was, lost. It was nine to six. But again, whatever. I, so uh, even even worse, that only further goes to prove my point. Okay. Uh, offensively inconsistent, defensively dominant. You gave up three field goals. You should win the football game. That's not on your defense. I agree with you. If Trevor Lawrence wasn't a rookie quarterback with a head coach that's in turmoil, that Urban Meyer needs to be fired immediately. We gave up nine points. How are you saying even remotely that's not that game is on our defense? What? It should have been three. We should have won that game. When when did you hear me say that that game was on our defense? You said twenty points shouldn't win you a game. I just said we didn't score. They didn't score twenty. We still lost. Like all I'm saying is you're you're arguing that as a whole we are wildly inconsistent i'm asking you to show me our defensive inconsistency outside of the colts game oh oh, oh, hold on hold on let me let me take a look at something here give me a second so wildly inconsistent um to to be to be often or defensively dominant against the team 
specifically in the run, what, what's the, what's the number you have to be under in yardage and touchdowns? So, so, so just looking up this article on ESPN that it says, in fact, the bills might be the most inconsistent team in the NFL since at least 1983 football outsiders measures inconsistency using a stack called variance. Um, instead of looking at raw scores, the DVOA rankings rating, excuse me, break down every play and compare success to the league averages adjusted for situation and opponent. And based on those breakdowns and that variance, we have a variance score of 44.5, which is the worst score since any team since 1983. So now I might have over-exaggerated saying that worst team ever, but in the last, I don't know, 83, so longer than we've been alive. So in the last almost 40 years, we are the most statistically inconsistent team based on this stat that there has been in the last 40 years. Okay. Now you're looking for, so again, based on, it's not raw data. It's it, there's an analytical breakdown here of, I don't know, computer numbers and you can put stock in the analytics or not put stock in the analytics, but the bottom and, line and, and listen, is and there's, and there's certain, there's certain analytics I do put stock in, but there, these are, this is also the style of analytic that would tell you that Derek Jeter was a bottom five shortstop in his career. I, I had that, I had that full conversation with somebody that Derek Jeter, statistically speaking, based on the, the new analytics was a God awful defender. But you know that's not true. You know it. I'm sitting here telling you, okay, the the Colts game was 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 trash, was pure garbage. All right. We lost to the Bucks. We had a really bad half of football. Um, I mean, but we came back, we and we probably could have and should have won that game or had a better shot to if we get a call that, you know, we probably nine thousand times out of a hundred should have gotten. Um you know, and, and I'm not one to sit here and blame refs and stuff like that. But again, we, we gave up 113 yards to a, a pretty darn good running back. You, you, people are acting like Fournette ran for four, like for, for 250 and five on us. People are acting like Fournette ran, ran like Taylor did. I mean, he, he did have a 50 yard touchdown run. I mean, it's not any at over 100 yards. So I don't know why. It's not like we bottled him up and he did nothing. It's not it, accurate it's not, at all. But, but, you know, you want to talk, like, oh, you know, you, if you eliminate that long run, we did. So, I mean, if, yards, if, and one of them and, and 50 well, sure, if you play. if you take out any one big play that you allowed, sure, you can skew the numbers in your favor. If you take out the 65 yard touchdown run that uh, Harris had in that New England game, then, yeah, sure. The rushing numbers look more palatable. We didn't. We allowed it. He scored it again. I, I, you I can if and what's and what's about statistics all you want. The fact is we allowed those things to happen. Sure, we did. And, well, if you take the, it out, it's better. Well, we didn't take well, them and, out because and, it happened. And the and the difference in those games are uh, so. You know, we, you want to talk the the long like that we we gave up that same long run for Henry against the Titans. We we had we had that game one. A shitty garbage ticky tacky call took points off the board on us, and then a slip, a slip on wet grass. Okay, I don't. I, that's not wildly inconsistent. The Titans, despite losing every offensive weapon they have are still number two in the, in, in the conference. Okay. That's not wildly inconsistent. We should have won that game. We didn't, I'm, but we should have. Well, there, there's a whole lot of should have. I mean, preseason people had us at like 12 and one with like maybe Casey, maybe Tampa being our only losses. And, and, Seven and six but, is but a, I'm a not, far cry. I'm not talking about predictions. I'm not talking about looking forward. I'm talking about looking back and saying, hey, we have... Like that, that's a game that, that was won. We, we had that game. We did, in my opinion, more than enough to win that game, but it goes down as a loss to a team with a winning record. So it looks bad. Uh, does it? 
I would take us over the Titans nine out of 10 times. I think if we play the Titans in the playoff, I think we're going to lose. I, I don't. I think that I, I, I think we're in big trouble because they're talking Henry being back closer to the six week mark than the 10 week mark that was previously thought. And they're also going without AJ Brown, without Julio Jones, without Derrick Henry. They lost bait. Arguably their three best players are out with injury. Oh, without question. And if they get those guys back, Julio's already back. AJ Brown's coming back next week. And if they get Henry back in a couple of weeks, Ooh, good Lord. That's going to be a bad game. We will, we will not beat Tennessee. I disagree. I, I think we match up pretty well against them now based the on all the losses we've accumulated to them. The, the, the loss, the two loss, or three years. Like, I don't the know. The loss of Trey white hurts with those two big receivers, but I, I don't know. I, it, we, we should have beat them the first time when they were at full strength. That, that's all there is to it. We should have, we had the win. We had the win and a ticky tacky call took points off, off the board for me. So now granted things are different, but again, I mean, they haven't played together now in eight weeks, so it's going to take them a minute to, to get their footing back of what they look like getting all those guys back. You know, we, we, we've seen it before. I mean, the, the Cardinals have been banged up and all of a sudden they have everybody back and they don't look great because they haven't played together in six weeks. You know, there's something to be said about timing and chemistry. So we went way too far into this Bills conversation, but it was a very heated one. So uh, uh, which which will tell you all about the state of our season and how really most people in Buffalo feel. <laughs> Pretty much, people have these conversations at the water cooler every day. (laughs) Pretty much, so uh, every day. Let's uh, let's start with the the Chiefs and the Chargers, and a big one on uh, Thursday night football here as we look forward to Week 15. Um, this is a big game for both teams here. Oh, for sure. I mean, the Chiefs at this point look like they're running away with that division, and are but they're not creeping in. Well, I mean, winning seven, eight games in a row and with really no signs of slowing down. If they hadn't started two and four, uh, they'd be, they would have already, I think they already would have clinched mathematically. Like it would have been, it'd been that type of season. It looks as though the chiefs are, I don't want to say back. I mean, that really is more of a compliment to how good they used to be. Um, but this is a big one for the chargers. They, they need to win this game if they really want a chance at, at, at taking the chiefs in the division. Now we're we're gonna and we're gonna find out. Um, this this should be a shootout, and I think you I think you rightfully chose this as the shootout of the week. No, oh, yeah, because um, neither one of these teams is known for their defense. Nope, one hundred percent. I'm thinking it's like 38-35 at least. Well, and like, you know, you look through you look through their their trail of wins here. Um, they got beat up by the Titans, and then they knocked off the Giants, who are inept. The Packers with Jordan Love at the at quarterback. Uh, the Raiders, who we don't need to list off the garbage that they've gone through this season. The Cowboys, without half of their <laughs> offense, uh, I'm pretty sure all of their, all three of their offensive, uh, big offensive weapons through the air were out of that game. Uh, the Broncos, who offensively can't get out of their own way, and the Raiders, who again are the Raiders. So uh, look for this one to be more of a, a big shootout. Like um, th- this, this could have the makings of that like 53 to 49 Monday night football game. We watched a few years back with the chiefs and the, and the, uh, the Rams Rams. Yeah. And, uh, because uh, they have Justin Herbert in the fantasy football playoff this week, uh, I'm all for it. They have, uh, the over under is 52. So yeah. it appears as though Vegas is also on board agreeing with us that they're right. They're going to, and it, it blows my mind, uh, how good they are at like guessing these things. You know what I mean? That like, you know, this game is going to come to like the overs gonna be like 53. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, like they are really just guessing. You hope <laughs> that it's not actually fixed. You know what I mean? But I, there's really no, there's no way it's how, fixed. There's no how, way. How close Vegas gets with so many of these lines. I, I, I just think they, they have a, like a pretty darn good 
professional system and people with a keen eye for it. And, you know, well, Vegas is never wrong. Well, sometimes they are. But, I mean, we're, we're talking about it. We're talking about a, a, an organization, a group of, I don't even know what to call them, just an entity that at one point had the Browns as a three-point favorite over the undefeated Cardinals because they were at home. I don't know. None of that home, made sense to me. Home team advantage is always a thing, right? It's always, always two and a half, three points. Like, yeah, but unless we're, you're we're, playing Houston, then it's 12. We're, you know, <laughs> it's whatever. But we're talking, we're talking about a team that like, you know, the Cardinals, like they were whooping everybody's ass. It wasn't close across the board. They were undefeated. And then the Browns were in third place in the division at 500 and to just lost two really bad games or something like that. And I'm like, how are they the favorites? Cause I, I picked that as the upset. I thought they would win that game. Uh, they didn't, but uh, and I got I got ripped for that one on <laughs> like on news, news flash. It did not like oh my god! It's uh, you know, great pick on an underdog. They're the favorites. Like no, they're not. They're like you know, it's the three seed of one division. It's five hundred and an undefeated one seed. Like no, Vegas has them. I don't give a fuck what Vegas says. Fuck Vegas. <laughs> but and listen, if I get if I if I go missing, you just know why. I just like fuck <laughs> Vegas. They're gonna come get me. Um, next game, Raiders Browns. This is gonna be ugly. This is gonna be an ugly game. This uh, is the, easily the the poo poo bowl, right? I, at least yeah, so this, far, like this, this has got to be the, this has got to be the suck fest, uh, the suck bowl. Um, the Browns have like five starters on the COVID list all of a sudden, and it's just not good. Honestly, and like, really, I don't know who to root for in this situation because it's like two AFC teams who are surprisingly still in the playoff picture. So, and the, if the, the Browns win, they're like in front of Buffalo. Or, I mean, now if we lose, it's a whole. You know, what I mean that whole thing, but. So I guess, I don't know, go Raiders. I, I don't want the Browns to win, but <clears throat> um, the answer this is a bad here, one, no matter how you slice it. Well, the answer here is um, I'm pulling up the NFL playoff picture. Hold on. Like, I mean, so we're in seven and it's got to be like the, the Browns have to be like eight. They got to be right behind us or very, very close to that. Uh, they are in. They are the eighth seed. Yeah. Um, at seven and six. So the answer here is you root for the Raiders because you want them to muddy the water more. Right. uh, A a Raiders win here would put both them and the Browns at, was it seven and seven? Yeah. Um, Which keeps them both behind us. So um, go, go Raiders. Yeah. Question mark. Uh, Listen, we've got like three games in a row here. where like, I don't know what to do with myself because now looking at like Pat's Colts, I, well, it's like so the, I, I desperately want the Patriots to lose because, you know, F the Patriots. And then on the flip side, like, I don't, we can't have the Colts win either. <laughs> you know I mean? well, like, so I am actually more afraid of the Colts come the postseason. Right. Um, I, and, and now in two weeks, that view may change, but I right. think the Colts are the better overall team. I like, I think jonathan taylor greater than anybody anybody running the football in new england i think the offensive line for the colts is better i think the defensive line for the colts is better uh save matthew judon and then i think the receiving cores are about par uh the secondaries are about par and really carson wentz is better than mac jones and i think the x factor there's belichick it'll it'll, it'll certainly be an interesting game because I mean, if, if Belichick's really good at one thing, it's taking away at least one part of your offense. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like you get, I'll take Stefan Diggs out or take, you know, who, whoever it is. So I think he's going to focus in on stopping the run and goes, all right, Carson Wentz, if you want to beat us with, with Pittman and, and Hilton and, you know, Pascal, then go, yeah, go ahead. All right, right. Go to town. And I think he'll, he'll make you do that. And he goes, you know what? If Carson Wentz throw for 340 yards and three touchdowns and beats us, 
that I think he would find that acceptable as long as Taylor doesn't, you know, right. Go for a buck 80. Sure. Um, I I'm, I'm torn on this one because obviously I want anybody who we're chasing to go down. We're chasing both of these teams. I, you're right. Um, yes. Now back to back Patriots losses put us in good shape. You know, if, if they lose here and then we can beat them next week, um, that puts us in good shape. The only problem is they'd have to lose at least one more game and they have the Jaguars and the Dolphins left, um, right. which the, that, that Dolphins game could be a catch. That right. That could be a bit. I'm glad they did that. Instead of making division games like week 16, week 17, where it meant something. I love it. Because most people would have, would have tuned, tuned it out or they would have rested their starters or whatever. And there's still a lot of teams that do that. But now they at least sure, if, if some you're, sort if of meaning clinched. in those games. But I mean, if, if you know, let's let's just say for argument's sake, the Colts and the Bills win the next two games against the Patriots. Uh, the Bills are a game back now on your heels. And the Bills have actually a decently not so bad schedule the last two games. Um, finishing up with the Jets and the Falcons. Um and also, like, so you got the Patriots, but the Dolphins are playing well, and they're, if they're playing for their lives at the end there, uh, you never know. Um, so, and the the Jaguars are actually – hold on. Let me let me make sure I have this correct. Yeah, the Jaguars are currently 2-0 and against the AFC East. That sounds about right. <laughs> like, they beat the Dolphins. Is that their only two wins of the season? I think that's yes. it, right? That's Yeah, yep, they, beat, they beat the Dolphins, they beat the Bills. So maybe the Jags are just built to beat the AFC East. Who knows? They, yeah, sometimes you get that matchup, right? That's. But uh, that, that could be just an interesting uh, interesting way to round out the season there. Um, I, I think at the end of the day, no matter like like we just got to take the take the outcome as a win. This is a win-win. Because <laughs> either the Colts are going to give me a shot back at my division or the Patriots are going to knock somebody that's technically ahead of me. Right, down, down the rope. Down the rope a little bit, so. Um, and we got the Titans and the Steelers coming up. Uh, this is, this is going to be an interesting one because, you know, the Steelers offense, the, there's a huge culture problem in Pittsburgh right now. Um, and then the Titans are still, they, they still don't have their team back. But and this is another one where I guess ahead. I'm like, go Pittsburgh, right? You know, just keep muddying, just keep mushing everyone closer together. Right. I, yes. And no. Cause I mean, the Titans are nine and four again. I mean, we have a shot to maybe catch an overtake, but we'd have to catch an overtake in the division first to, for that to matter with them. The being Steelers, Steelers have that stupid tie that they're seven, six and one. They're actually, you know what I mean? Better than, and, and they have the tiebreaker on us. Uh, so right. I, that's I, what I'm saying. Yeah. You almost have to, you almost have to pull for the Titans here. Yep. Cause uh, I mean, the Colts are nipping at their heels, but I think they'll probably win the division. Yeah. I mean, th- th- this would need to be a fall from grace before you get the, uh, before you get your studs back that right. knock the Titans off. But, you know, and then, who knows? This might be the start of it, but that, you know, seven, six, and one looks a whole lot worse than uh, whatever you're at sitting behind me. So, right, right. Um, speaking of me, Panthers at the Bills, uh, going to be going to be an interesting one. <coughs> Excuse me. Because um, the one strength of the Panthers is the the main weakness of the Bills, that, that pass rush. Yeah. I mean, and we'll see like Burns and, and Hassan Reddick has been a revelation for them that, I mean, yes. it's like the, the definition of like, Hey, I took a one year prove a contract. Yeah, he's got like 13 and a half sacks, whatever. Like he's the, So your next hundred million dollar defensive lineman, Hassan Reddick, like he's going to get a massive payday yes, next year uh, from the Panthers or somebody else. Um, I don't yeah. know. Maybe we convince him to come to Buffalo. We don't have to give him a hundred million dollars. Maybe he'll take a pay cut to come be on a good team. Right. Uh, to replace Mario Addison. But oh, anybody or Jerry Hughes, like whatever, just uh, a Jerry, guy Jerry who's Hughes, 20, 26 Hughes. and in his prime. 
Jerry Hughes is still is still useful in my opinion. He he plays intelligently on the line. He knows he can't just pin his ears back, get seven yards deep, and get beat on the inside anymore. But um, I I think Mario Addison's the first one out of, of what we have going on. Well, but. well, the two the two of them have their contracts are expiring. So I mean, we're gonna have new. That's why we've gone edge rusher, edge rusher, ed, like constantly with Espinosa right. and then Basham and Rousseau, and we're replacing guys who are getting old and are out the door. Right. And I think that's one of the main problems, though, is that our guys are either 22 or 32. Right. You know, you know what I mean? like, there's no like 27 year old in his prime who's just physically dominant is a man. You know what I mean? And goes and gets the quarterback. We either have guys that are really at the end of their career or young guys who haven't quite figured it out yet. Right. You know what I mean? Or are, or are 20 years old and haven't grown into their man body yet. Right. Um, I think the Bills just outmatch across the board here, especially with the inconsistent quarterback play. Um, yeah, Cam Cam's all over the place. That's you know Cam Cam has been benched in the last two, two games. Of his, <laughs> two of his four, two of his four starts since he came back. Exactly. Uh, you know the the Panthers are zero and eleven in the last eleven games that Cam Newton has started. That's impressive. That right, dude, and that's over two seasons and him with a stint in another team. But then he was zero and seven or whatever the last time he was there, and now has lost four more games being back there this time. Uh, I think the Bills take this one. God, I fucking hope the Bills take this one. They, they listen. They need. They, they have this to. One. They, this, yep. they are officially in must-win territory the rest of the way. Yep. Um, yep. 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 At bare minimum, like you need to win this one, and then you know see where things fall. And I, I don't want to say they need to win out, but it, it's pretty close. Uh, yep. I think you. I think you can go three and four, or uh, three and one down the stretch here and make the playoffs. Um, but I'm I'm really hoping the Bills figured something out in the second half of last game and that's the team that we're going to see going forward because that team can hang with anybody. The team right. that played the second half of the, of the Bucks game can absolutely hang with every single person. And Dane Jackson had a great game uh, for, for the bills. I mean, he just, he always seemed to be in the right spot. And, you know, even with that chintzy bullshit call, but <laughs> uh, good to see him stepping up in, uh, you know, obviously tough shoes to fill with Trey white out, but, uh, the NFC least, God, this, this division is so interesting again in the worst possible way. Yeah. And listen, both these teams just coincidentally they're hanging around and I, it was something stupid. We're like, like 22 of the 32 NFL teams are, are still in the playoff race, but there, <laughs> yeah, there's only a small handful of teams who are just like, yeah, never mind, man. <laughs> there's always next year. Uh, only, I believe only four teams are officially eliminated. The lions, um, the jets, the Texans and the Jags. Are all officially eliminated. Yep. right but, and everybody else is still in the hunt well and, and so here's the fun part um the football team is six and seven and the seven seed in the nfc the eagles are six and seven and could essentially jump them if, with a win this week right what are we doing I, I, it's nobody wants to win i mean that's that's a that's a direct Jazzy bear quote there. Like you guys yeah, are no, like actively trying to, to not win this division. Nobody right? wants this one. Yep. Um, it, and, and you know you what, know, you know what bothers me? The Eagles are going to make the mistake of starting Jalen hurts. I mean, Minshew was fine, but I feel like that's always been his MO. Like in a spot start, he comes in and like dazzles you and you think about making him the starter and then you do. And then he's back to garbage Minshew again. And then you go, Oh, now I remember why you were on the bench. Understood. See, I don't ever think he's actually garbage. I think he was with a garbage organization. Well, yeah, right. How much can you put on a guy's shoulders when you're with the Jaguars? But but he also, I mean, if you looked at his stats for 
you know, if you look, if you compare any of his stats at any point in his career to uh, where Baker Mayfield was at that point, they're equal. Like their stats are almost identical. It's it's actually fucking weird. Well, but, I don't. I, I'm comparing somebody to Baker and being like, yeah, he should be a starter. I'm not sure you win that argument because I'm not well, but he, on Baker either. So, but but here's my thing. Baker was what he was Oklahoma Heisman mm-hmm. Trophy winner. Um, Minshew had had almost identical stats at Washington, and wasn't even in the conversation. And Oklahoma greater than Washington. Um, then you you compare their their trajectory in the NFL, and Minshew had the same exact stats almost to a T at that point as Baker did. Uh, and Baker was on that incredibly talented Browns team, and Minshew was with the shitty Jaguars. Uh, I want someone to give that kid the keys of the castle for a season or two, like legitimately. A, like, you know who I'd like to see him play for? Go to the Panthers. Go play quarterback for the Panthers where you have some weapons. You have a good running game if, as long as he can stay healthy. And Chubba Hubbard's not terrible. Right. You know, Pete, put, put some pieces together better on your offensive line and let your defense do some work. And let's see what you got. I would like to see him on a good team and see what he can do. I will. Wouldn't everybody. You know what I mean, I mean, to, 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 only, to make your point, though, like if Jalen Hurts was on a team with better weapons, you know what I mean? When your and, options are Devontae Smith or nobody else. I, well, I don't and know. I, like, I look and say, you know. Uh, Minshew had a better passing day with those guys in one start than Hertz has ever had, but uh, I don't think that's true. Hertz has got several 300 yard passing games and has done halfway decent this year. And then, then you get effect of the running game as well with his ability to, to use his legs. I mean, you know, 275, three touchdowns, 330, two touchdowns, 387, two touchdowns. I mean, it's not like he's never had a good day. Like, yeah, that's fine. Sure. <laughs> I listen now to your point 103 and zero, 162 and one, 178 and two, 140 and zero. Hey, we found, we found that whole wildly inconsistent thing you were talking uh, yeah, about finally. No, it took us a while. No kidding. So, yes, I mean, he like started off as a bet out of hell and then had, if the Eagles start in shoe, go Eagles. Oh, listen, it's the team. We, we can root for whoever we want to root for there. That's all good. Right. If the Eagles start Minshew, go Eagles. If not, go football team, because you, you should start. You should start Minshew. And that's just how it is. I would even like to see Minshew go to Washington next year. Because Taylor. Heineke, yeah. He's just there. They're, uh, and really the, and the unfortunate thing for all these teams who are sucking right now is that there are, this is, this reminds me of when Buffalo took EJ, that yeah, there are no, no franchise quarterbacks in this year's draft, that if you're oh not talking God. about a guy who's going to go in the top five, I don't want to say there's no point in drafting him because, you know, never say never, but if, mm, if you're okay, looking you to know. draft a guy who's going to start next year and be your franchise guy, this probably isn't the draft. For uh, right. Which means Buffalo should take one in the first round then, because that's what we did that like, Hey, there's really no guy that's really that franchise leader. You know what? We should take a guy in the first round. Let's do that. Okay. Right. That sounds all right. Uh, I found another candidate for the suck bowl. Yeah, no. And really we shouldn't even talk about Jags. this game because this is just a God awful, oh meaningless game. It's going to be bad football. Go Tyrod. I, I, I hope seriously, I hope the Texans womp on them and they fire Urban Meyer immediately that he doesn't even make it out of the stadium when they get I think that's in. what he wants. I really do. I think that's what he wants. I want the yeah. Jags to hold on to him so both their franchise can suck for four more years and Urban Meyer never gets to coach again because he sucks too. 
Honestly, I feel bad for Trevor Lawrence. Like, really, I do think he's a good quarterback. He has not yeah. played well, but he, he's got no weapons. You know, Robinson's clearly their best running back, and they're like, no, let's give it to 31-year-old Hyde over and over and over again because I had him yeah. at Ohio State. Okay, you know, yeah. it's just – Like, just benching the third best running back in the league last year for no damn reason. Yeah, I listen like, to and, Lor- and Lawrence has to come to you and be like, no, 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 other one. Give the right, ball right, to the right, other right. one. That when your quarterback has to come back in and go, listen, we are less dynamic with Carlos Hyde. Love the guy. Fine. You want him as a goal line guy to pound it in? All four. Sure. Do that. But it's just like catching the ball in the backfield and running is, again, you're a 30-year-old running back. I, it just is what it is. So uh, the Cowboys are going to womp the Giants. Yep. Think, uh, especially I, I, if, like, Mike Glennon starts. I mean, it's just it's no no bueno. Well, and I say that and watch the Giants find a way to win because it's the NFC East and it's a divisional game. Yep. And somebody going for the least valuable fantasy player of the year, uh, Saquon Barkley. Just yes. not, not great. No boy. No. Um, Him and McCaffrey for different reasons, but still. Right. Uh, Cardinals are going to whomp the Lions, I think. Yep. They should. Poor Lions. I, yeah, right. Yes. Listen, it's a, it's a home game. So naturally the Lions are favored by three points, right? Like right. that's how, the, that's what we do here. Yeah. This, uh, this will be interesting because, you know, the, the Cardinals didn't look great last week. Um you know, they, they looked a little inept, but you're not playing the Rams. So you should, you should get out of this one. Uh, yep. and if anything, if anything, this is a game that you kind of figure your shit out. So uh, the Jets are going to lose to the Dolphins. And we're yep. going to have to keep continuing to hear about the Dolphins being better than they actually are. Uh, and I'm going to have to keep hearing about Tua looking like a quarterback. And he's not. Um, I'm still convinced that Tua is not it. But as long as he keeps starting in Miami, I'm okay. Right. Uh, if this keeps Deshaun Watson out of Miami, I'm in. That's kind of how I felt about Tannehill when they drafted him. That, like he was, he played two years a receiver at Texas A&M. Like and he's only been playing quarterback for like a year and a half. I'm like, yeah, draft that guy. And now he's been better in Tennessee than I thought. And he was okay in Miami, but I had no point ever thought that he was going to, oh my God, they drafted Tannehill. They're going to dominate the bills for years. You know what I mean? Like right. that, that thought never crossed my mind. Well, and, he, and he's serviceable. He's, he would, he would be what I would consider an upper end game manager. Like when everything, sure. when, when things go well, when you're running the football, well, like he looks really good. Well, they but, see last season. 35 touchdown passes. He had like seven more rushing. Like he was all over. Right now, Derrick Henry had 2000 rushing. You know what I mean? Like, right. And Hill was never games, what anybody game plan for. And the games that they lost were the games that Henry didn't do well. And they had to put it on Tannehill to win it. And it just hasn't gotten, you know, gotten yeah. done. Uh, Bengals Broncos. This should be a good one. Defensive showdown. Um, it, it should be good. And I, it's like in my gut check reaction just goes, well, the Bengals should win this one outright. But if you told me that Denver had 200 rushing yards, but Gordon and Williams and Teddy Bridgewater called a great game. I also would see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, this one doesn't matter. Both teams are seven and six. So one of them is going to lose and that'll be great. Yep, yep. That'll yep. Be good. Um, I want the Bengals to win. I like the Bengals. I think they got, they're a lot better than people have you know ever thought they'd be. So. I look forward to the rookie matchup of Chase on Patrick Sertain, the second. Yeah. That rookie on rookie, first-round picks, drafted within a handful of picks of each other. Uh, and also, fun fun fact, if you're looking for a guy to play NFL football for you and you're looking down the draft board and you see uh, NFL Hall of Famer Jr., yeah, right. draft that guy. <laughs> well, I, I mean, go figure. Uh, Asante Samuel Jr. for the Chargers. Yeah, no, he doesn't suck because his dad was like a five-time All-Pro. What You know right. what I mean? No big deal. Patrick Sertan. I mean, there's a bunch of them out there. <coughs> um, the 49ers should walk the Falcons, but again, I don't know. The Falcons sometimes show up and look good, but I, the 49ers are playing hot, and I think they stay hot. Yep. Shanahan doesn't well, – I want to say he doesn't lose these games very often based on his last couple Super Bowls, but, <laughs> but he, he, should, he should beat the Falcons. And right. if he finds himself up 28-3, to 
good lord look out run because the falcons are going to come back and win right and maybe finally reverse that holy crap uh, right man. oh man uh the seahawks are probably going to get walked by the rams I mean, you would think I'm, so i'm saying that about a divisional game the seahawks looked better last week but they're they're just not I, good i think i think russ is finally over his finger thing that was like a four to six, seven week timetable. He came back in four and very obviously, very clearly was not healthy, could not throw the football, missed wide open receivers. It was just no bueno. But I think he, he looked much better last game, dropping dimes, hitting Tyler Lockett. It, it was better. It was better. And I hope DK Metcalf gets off the schneid after the whole. Uh, did you hear that whole like four way thing? Ish. Like so, we saw it, saw the headline in passing. So apparently DK reached out to an OnlyFans uh, female and was like, hey, come over, bring friends. I want to get weird with a four-way or whatever. And she was on her way, and then he, like, balked at it. She was like, hey, I'm here. And he's like, never mind, go home. And, like, was just <laughs> apparently intimidated by the four-on-one aspect or something. Like, And it's become a thing where, like, he's kind of, like, become the butt of the joke in the locker room for it and stuff. And, yeah. Okay. No, no good. No good. But And, and, and that's, what's, that's what's costing me DK Metcalf in fantasy this year is he just you know, it's not the guy who goes for it. It's like a how I met your mother episode. Yeah. Championship. Right? Yeah. I couldn't yeah. do it. The, the mental pressure that break that. Right. Yeah. Uh, Packers Ravens should be a decent game for about 20 minutes. That's, honestly, this was my pick of game of the week, but um, I didn't know if Lamar was going to do his whole ankles hurt. You know what I mean? I don't know. Is somebody going to sack Aaron Rodgers and then make fun of him? Cause he's about to get up and throw five touchdown passes like immediately right. after you do that. So, which sounds like a Ravens thing to do. Right. Did you did you see Devontae Adams post game? That was pretty funny. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, they asked him about it. They're like, you know, what what made you guys turn it around like that that surge in the comeback? And he goes, Man, he goes, when when has ever making fun or taunting Aaron Rodgers worked for anybody? Like, oh ever, no, I, I, like, I ever I, I, I he did goes, why that. would you because the guy needs extra motivation to stuff it down your throat? What are you doing? Like, right. Like, when, why would anybody do that? What was it? When, when has anybody mocking the belt ever went well for them? Uh, right. Yeah, like, right. Exactly. He's like, yeah. why would you do that? Yeah, Too I, funny. And spot on. <laughs> and the Bears as, lose another one. Go figure. As, as, as long as the as long as Rogers stays healthy, the Packers win this game, which again, good. More AFC teams losing I, all the time. You have go Green Bay in that one whole wholeheartedly. Um, <clears throat> Saints and the Bucks. I think the Bucks win. I think they get their uh, their win back for the early season falter. Yeah, And the then they're playing at home, which is going to help. And, you know, I don't think that Taysom Hill is going to manage to put together anything that beats the box, but no, I think we're going to see uh, the Nate Peterman version here again. Everybody, ever, everybody missed out on this last one. I think everybody picked the box last time and naturally the saints won. So, right. Um, and then the Vikings bears to round out Monday night football. Uh, that's going to be another ugly one, but that one's got some big implications for the NFC. Uh, the bears are pretty much out um, at four and nine, but the Vikings, man, they, they, they need to win this to stay relevant. It's the uh, most typical. It's very indicative of the Vikings and Kirk Cousins and like just everything about their franchise. Hey, they're they're seven and seven. They're right in it, but they don't ever win anything. <laughs> but but they're right in it. Yeah, uh, the big one is <clears throat> the big one here for me. I mean, just looking at this, going like we we talked about it on the two point conversation a couple weeks ago. Like what? Why? Like what is the deal with Kirk Cousins? And I'm like, he's just average like he's got good numbers this year but he just he lacks has good that, numbers most years but he, I, he just mean, lacks like, that like wow factor and there's just games you look at him and you're like what are you doing 
I think there's a reason that Washington was so hesitant with the contracts that they franchise tagged them back to, you know what I mean? Like you just look at him and it's just vanilla. Yeah, there's nothing that makes you go, wow. You know what right. I mean? It's, it's just not there that you, with the weapons that you have, you should put up those numbers. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like with, with Thielen and Jefferson and their tight ends and Delvin cook. And it's just, you should be doing well. There's no right. reason for you to not to. And, and I, and I think it's one of those things where if you look at, like if you put another like upper echelon, like a top 10 or a top five quarterback on that team, all of a sudden you're like, Oh, look at where the numbers could go. You know, if you put a Brady, a Rogers, uh, a Mahomes, a Watson and Allen, if you put those guys on that roster, it like and playing with the, with the weapons that he has, right. They're like, Holy shit. Those numbers just got better mm-hmm. and th- because the numbers are just pretty okay or pretty good. Well, you're an average quarterback doing okay things with a really good team. For sure. So. I'm with you on that one, but that's what it is. That's and they're, and they've, they've hitched their wagon to him. So that's just, that, that's the bed they're sleeping in right now. Right. So, well, that'll have, uh, do it for this episode. We went a little bit longer than uh, I think anticipated, but only by a few minutes and friggin', uh, friggin bills arguments, man. Uh, Bill, <laughs> and listen, th- this was, this was really the first time that people got a glimpse into what me and you do when we talk. Oh, for time. 21 years. I think a long, time. how has it taken this long for me and you to get into it that hard? I don't know. We did it a little bit last uh, year when talking about, I don't know if we had Ben on, it was yeah, the three probably. of us talking about, and it was him and I argued about like drafting Etienne in the first round for like eight minutes. Uh, no, just... I, that was, I'm pretty sure that was you and Nick. Oh, okay. So you, and yeah. you were just like making faces at me, like going, Oh, this is, it's funny when it's happening to somebody else. Right. <laughs> this is all right. So, well, that'll do it for us guys. Uh, you can find us on Facebook hats, Stats, and Stats podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at HCS underscore pod. Uh, tune into our daily radio show Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on the Can You Dig Sports Radio Network. Download the My Tuner app. Type in Can You Dig Sports Radio Network and find us on there. We're on again every Monday through Friday. Uh, and yours truly drops the daily sports headlines uh, for whatever day of the week it happens to be. And uh, like, follow, share, subscribe. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, anywhere else you get your Apple or uh, your Apple, your podcast juice from Statman. Thanks for joining me, buddy. As always, buddy. Appreciate it. And with that, we'll uh, catch you guys next week.